Okay, my friends, let's talk about healing our relationship with the scale. I'm Elizabeth Dahl, and I am your host here at the Wonder Wellness Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. And this is a topic that I know um, resonates with a lot of you. I have received lots of messages, comments um, in all my work with clients and our academy members and our food freedom students. Um, there is a lot of messiness around the scale. So we are going to be going, we're going to be dipping our toes into this concept today. And then if you are like, my relationship with the scale is really messy, or I, I want a better relationship, or I want to get rid of it. I, I don't want it to rule my life anymore, or it affects your emotions every single day you get on it, or you're constantly addicted to it. Like you can't avoid it, or you feel like you can't control yourself unless you have the scale, because it's the thing that keeps you in control over your weight and all of that. If any of that describes you, I want to invite you to join my masterclass that I'm teaching this month inside the Wellness Academy. Um, we're calling it Ditch the Scale with Confidence, okay? So I am gonna be teaching this inside our Wellness Academy, our community, our women's wellness community, and we're gonna be diving really deep into understanding our relationship with the scale, what it looks like, how we can essentially ditch the scale. And also I'm going to be covering, you know, what it might look like to, um, also have it part of your life. So we're kind of going to go into both and I'm going to help you navigate what that looks like for you. So you can join us at a woman of forward slash Academy. So join us inside the Wellness Academy. If you're getting this, if you're listening to this right now, you can join us for the live um, training. If you're listening to this a little bit later, you will have instant access to that. And we're going to be talking about it um, during the month as well. So um, you'll get access to it as soon as you join us. And also a little plug, I'm just warning you, giving you a little heads up in June, we are starting Women's Wellness Summer Camp inside the academy. So you are signing all your kids up for summer camp, right? They're doing all the things, all of this. And what about you? What about you? Well, I am making summer camp all about you. We're going to be, um, prioritizing our wellness this summer with everything going on as well. And, and it's going to be just a really, really fun thing. So all of that is inside the wellness academy. It's an amazing place to be and always such a great community for support um, in your wellness journey. So the show notes will link you there as well as just go to a womanofwellness.com forward slash academy. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, 
beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, before we begin, I want to ask you, how would you describe your relationship with the scale? Like if I, if I ask you that question, or if you ask yourself that question, um, what would it look like in order for us to heal the relationship that we have for the scale? We have to understand first what the relationship is. And you can do this by, you know, asking, is it one word? Is it a phrase? Could we say like addiction or, um, control or safety? right? It it keeps me safe from my weight going up, right? How would you describe that relationship with the scale? That's the first thing that we need to understand. Okay. So I'm going to give you some steps today to start healing. And again, this is going to be like a, a dip your toes in. If you want to really go deeper on this specific area that's where the, our ditch the scale with confidence masterclass inside the wellness Academy is going to help you a ton. Okay. It's going to dive in much, much deeper, but today we're going to get our feet a little bit wet. So before we dive in, I, I want to share a little bit of my view of the scale, um, as it relates to, you know, how I, how I navigate clients through their relationship with the scale, um, how I've done it in my own life and all of that. Um, and just kind of the view that I have. Here's what I think. (laughs) If the scale can be or is a neutral tool in your life and in your journey, whatever that journey looks like, it can be a helpful tool. Okay. If it can be neutral and only one piece of the puzzle, then it, it, it could have a place, right? Because I like to think of it as, you know, our wellness journey does have a bunch of different pieces of the puzzle. And when we are, you know, stepping into some change, um, the scale could play a part in that puzzle. It could be a piece of the puzzle to see progress, to see change, to see, um, you know, whatever you're, you're looking for. So with that said, I also know that the scale for the most part brings up a lot of emotions and I would be willing to bet that even if you say it's neutral, you probably still have some emotions around it and that's okay. That's okay. What is the most, the most important thing to understand about the emotions evoked as a result of the scale is how does it, how does it um, affect you moving forward? Okay. If you look, get on the scale and you look at it and you see it went up and then you you know, I don't know, either feel like I'm a failure, you give up, 
or you step into this concept of, well, I can't eat lunch anymore, or I can't eat dinner, or I can't, you know, do those things. Um, then that's not supportive, right? Or you step on it and you lost weight and it's really exciting. And so that's the only number, like you only want to ever see it go down, right? Or you see it stay the same and you're frustrated because you were trying to see it go down. So it's okay that sometimes there might be emotions with a number just because um, it, it gives us it gives us a data point, right? To say like, oh, what I'm doing, what I'm working toward is actually happening, right? Um, but the reality is, is that most of the time when we use the scale, it's harmful emotions, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, um, make us feel fulfilled or want to keep going. And so my view really of the scale and, and the, I guess the long answer to, um, where I stand with the scale is that I want you to feel empowered, to make the best decision for you about what it looks like in your life. I don't use the scale in my life. I do. I actually borrowed a friend's scale a while ago because this was a few years ago. So I, I still have it. Sorry, friend. Um, cause I was like kind of just doing some experiment, right? It's the nature of my business and my job to kind of, you know, just play around with things. And, and that was something that I was kind of playing around with, I guess. Um, and so I do have one and in preparation for this, um, podcast episode, actually, I kind of pulled it out and was just like, again, just kind of playing with it, like letting it just be what it is. And, um, for me, I just, I don't need it. I know when my body feels its best and I know, um, what it takes to get there. And I know, you know, when I, my body will ebb and flow and I, and I know when, I mean, gosh, uh, what was it last week? Um, we talked about, you know, wanting your body to look good and stepping into some intentional change. And, um, you know, I, I'm very intuitive with my body. And so I know when things, um, when I'm been a little bit quote off track, <laughs> not that I'm not perfect, but, or not that I'm perfect, but, um, just recognizing that, um, I'm capable of meeting the needs of my own body and the scale doesn't provide me with the information that I feel like I need to create change because I feel safe being able to create change without it. And if that's something that you want, that's okay too. Okay. It's okay to say, I don't want the scale to be part of my life. I did an Instagram poll and a lot of you said you want to learn how to, um, use it as a tool in your life. And I can see the value in that too. And I also want to, I want to invite you to go a little bit deeper on that question and say, do I really, like, what do I really want? Do I want that relationship to be like consistent or do I, do I not need it in my life? Do I want to not need it? Go a little bit deeper. I'd be willing to bet that maybe some of you really feel like your life could be 
very fulfilling without it. And you could also feel very safe in your body, in your approach without it. And if you need that feeling of safety, that's what we do around here. And that's what we talk about in the academy and in food freedom and, and all of those things. And so I, I just, I'm sorry, that was a little bit of a long worded answer to say, really dive deep and ask yourself what you want that relationship to look like. And you don't have to do what she's doing and you don't have to do what you've done in the past. Would you be happier if you just felt like you didn't have to worry about it? Maybe that that's, that's okay. That's an answer too. So as we move forward, I wanted to talk about four steps to start healing that relationship. Okay. The first one we already kind of discussed is decide what you want that relationship to look like and go deep on that. Really ask, don't just do what other people do, right? Like the wellness community and, and, you know, the health culture is like, you can use the scale as a tool. And, and we're, we're taught that information. Um, well, we're taught that mindset and I want you to really dig deep. Do you want it to be a regular, consistent part of your life? Do you want it to be something that maybe only gets used when you're like kind of working on a very specific goal? Um, or, you know, does it, does it not have a place in your life because you want to just live your life without that? It feels like the emotions would be too strong. So regardless of what the culture says out there, I want to invite you to decide what you want that relationship to look like. Okay. So that's the first step. Second is to then choose your approach. Okay. So once you have decided what that relationship look like, looks like, then follow through with that. Okay. What is the approach? Do I want to get rid of it? Cold Turkey. Do I just want to throw it away, get rid of it. Do I want to practice weighing less? Like, am, am I someone that weighs daily? And I would like to try to practice getting rid of it and, and maybe weigh every other day or once a week to just practice being apart from it. Right. Or, you know, do I want to step on it, write the number down and then move on? Or, you know, just, just asking yourself those questions of well, what is the relationship that I want now? What is the approach that I want to take here? Step number three is to find other metrics for measurement. I don't know why. I think it's probably because it's easy, but our the scale just seems to be the most popular form of measurement for body change. And the reality is, is there's so many other different forms of measurement, right? My favorite is just by how my clothes feel, right? If I feel comfortable in my clothes, great, right? That doesn't mean that we don't have to sometimes buy a bigger size. Like that happens in our life. It's okay for that to happen. We don't have to come from a place of desperation, but just to sort of, sort of know, okay, am I trending in the direction that I want to go? That's the question to ask. And then maybe asking yourself like, okay, if I want to create some of this change, what are some of those metrics that might 
be helpful and supportive for me, right? Maybe I want to lift heavier at the gym. I want to be stronger. So I set some metrics of like, how much can I lift? How many weight, how much weight can I lift? That's a measurement, right? That's a measurement of progress. Maybe it's how far can I run? Like it doesn't always have to be about our physical body image. It can be about, you know, how we're choosing to show up. And, and maybe it is our clothes. And I just, I mean, it sounds silly to say out loud and it feels kind of weird to say, but I just kind of know when my clothes get a little bit tighter, like, Hey, those habits haven't been quite as aligned with what I, I want them to be. And, you know, everything's going fine in life. I think it's very different when, you know, like, okay, pregnancy and postpartum and depression and um, life events and health conditions, like those kinds of things, we have to expect that our bodies are going to change through those kinds of things. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when things are kind of in, you know, a, a normal state or, or at least manageable. And you notice that, um, okay, I, I want to feel a little bit better in my clothes or, um, I want to just feel better. It sounds weird to express because it, it's hard to like tangibly, tangibly like quantify that, but you know, when you've had moments of like, I just feel a lot better in my body. Is it okay for that to be a measurement? I say, yes, I say, absolutely. Because feelings often mean so much more than numbers. So if I want to feel a little bit better in my body, what do I need to do to care for it a little bit more? Instead of, I want to lose five pounds. I, what do I need to eliminate from my food? Where do I need to increase at the gym? Do you see the difference in the approach? We're very gentle approach around here. Um, and it's all about caring for your body. So find other metrics for measurement, whatever that looks like for you. Don't let the scale um, be the only thing. And then the fourth step, my favorite step is what I'm calling retain your identity. The scale does not define who you are. It never has, and it never will. And when we give the scale that power, it has power over us. We lose our identity. So no matter if you get rid of it or you choose to use it in a different way, you are still you and you will always still be you. You will always be her that gives this and is this person to in this world and all of that. You're still you regardless of what ebbs and flows. And there's, a tricky balance out there. I know that, you know, when people lose weight, you often get compliments, right? And it's like, oh, you lost weight. Good for you. That's awesome. Right. No one's ever said, oh, you gained weight. Good for you. Unless you're my children who, um, the doctors always get mad because they're really little babies <laughs> and I always get in trouble, but I'm like, well, I'm feeding them. I promise I'm not starving them. But, um, I, we don't hear that much. 
And so we connect our identity with our size. Well, if I lose weight, then people will like me more or I'm better or, you know, all of that. That is simply not true. You are you regardless of your size. And you've got to retain that identity throughout all the stages of change. You can still be you and create change. You, your body changing doesn't make you better or worse. And so that to me is kind of evidence, more evidence of why the scale should either be non-existent in your life or a very small part of your life because it's, it's only one small piece of a bigger puzzle. So four steps to start healing. First, decide what you want the relationship to look like. Second, choose your approach. Once you know the relationship now, how are you going to approach it? Find other metrics for measurement. And last and most important, retain your identity. You're still you. You're not better or worse because of the scale. You're not lazy because you gained weight and you're not motivated because you lost weight. You're still you amongst all the change. So join me, join us inside the Academy where you'll get this deep dive into um, healing the relationship with the scale. We're going to go way deeper on this topic. Um, and I hope to see you all in there and I will be back next week with another episode. Okay. My friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review. This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.